The very first thing I wrote for this book was actually the very first sentence, which was, Claire had never seen a ladder in a fireplace before. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. Today, we continue our Unraveler series with the debut author of The Unicorn Quest, Camilla Benko. Miss Benko spent a morning in my classroom this past fall. My students quickly fell in love with her. In this episode, Camilla talks about being an editor, her scientific family, and her debut novel, The Unicorn Quest. Hi, my name is Camilla Benko, and I am the author of The Unicorn Quest, which is published by Bloomsbury. My story is about two sisters, one of whom is very brave, and the other is not quite as brave as her big sister. And one summer, they moved to their great aunt's mansion, which is filled with a lot of different artifacts and different paintings and creepy things like suits of armor, and a really big fireplace that has a ladder in it. And so, of course, big sister Sophie, who is much braver than little sister Claire, climbs up the ladder, and Claire can't help but follow. But when they get up the ladder, they don't find a roof. They find an entirely different world. They've climbed out of a, of a wishing well. And in this world, there are four guilds of magic who are don't really trust each other. Uh, there are monsters, and of course, there are unicorns or there once were unicorns. And so Claire doesn't want to be there and she climbs quickly back down the ladder and makes her sister promise not to go back. But Sophie doesn't really listen and when Claire wakes up one morning, her sister is gone and she has to go find her sister and maybe find out what happened to the unicorns. The initial idea for the book came when I made a visit to a museum called the Cloisters in New York City. And in this museum, there are beautiful tapestries that depict unicorns. But these unicorns aren't what you normally expect. They, they don't have rainbows, there aren't a bunch of flowers. These unicorns are being hunted. And so I thought to myself, why would anyone want to find and capture a unicorn? And from asking myself this question, I came up with this world called Arden, where unicorns once roamed. This is my very first book I've ever written. I hadn't really tried to write a book before. I studied journalism in college, so I, I knew how to do short stories. I knew how to do articles. Um, but I, in my day job, I'm an editor, and I was really inspired by watching my authors get from page one to the last page, be it page 150, 200, 300. And watching my authors do it, I started to think, well, you know what, if they can do it, maybe I can do it too. And so I had this idea in my mind about these, this world and these sisters and these unicorns. And I knew that was an idea I liked enough that maybe I could tell the story too. And so I sat down and started writing it. So my father is a chemist. Uh, and then my sister is in college right now and she is studying uh, biology. I am the black sheep of my family. Every, everybody is a scientist. My mom is also a chemist. My brother, who is 16, is a uh, well-known bird watcher. And then my fiance is a physicist. And then there's me. I like to write stories about unicorns and sisters and magical worlds. I start my day very early in the morning, uh, normally around 6 a.m., where I first make a pot of coffee and I immediately start writing and working on my book. 
because I know if I don't do it immediately, I'm just going to keep putting it off and off and off. And then around 9am, I switch over to my day job, which is really wonderful and fun and fantastic, where I edit children's books. So I switch over to the other part of my brain. I'll work, my cat will sit on my lap as I work, and then there'll be lunch, phone calls, meetings, and then at five o'clock, I stop editing and I go back to writing. Although normally it's not, the, the evening time isn't for writing, it's for revising and fixing. And then it's dinner time and I am over for the day and exhausted. Being an editor hasn't helped me as much being a writer as being a writer has helped me being an editor. Um, because I'm an editor, it is actually very hard for me to face a blank page and write new words. I find it very intimidating because I'm used to working with words that have already been created. So that's very, very hard for me. And I, as I write, I'm editing all the time. It's very hard to shut that part of my brain off. Um, but because I'm a writer, I've learned uh, how you can get into the story and feel the natural pace and what my authors might struggle with and what's been helpful for me to come up with ideas. And I'm able to use my own experiences and help others. So I, I feel like writing has actually made me a much stronger editor than an editor has made me a writer. My hope for this book is that it's going to find readers who love it as much as I love uh, The Princess Academy by Shannon Hale, as much as I love A Wrinkle in Time by Mad Madeline L. Engel. Um, I, I hope that when kids read this book, that when they close it, they want to go get their own pencil and do their own drawing like my main character does. And I hope that maybe some of them will play Let's Pretend, the Unicorn Quest. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Yarn. Thank you to Philip Stead for creating our theme song. Today's episode was edited by me and mixed by my pal, Travis Yonker. Check him out on Instagram. Travis is doing some really rad things over there. You can find him at 100 Scope Notes. If you have an idea for an episode or season of The Yarn, send us an email, theyarnpodcast at gmail.com. We really love getting those emails. They'll come to me, and I'll read them, and I'll get really excited about the idea, and then I'll forward it to Travis, and he'll read it, and he'll respond, and he'll get really excited, and then we'll try to find a way to make it work. It's a lot of fun. So email us, theyarnpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Colby Sharp. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.